Top of the morning, y'all, from Dawn and Steve. They're awake and so are you. So let's head to God's Word in just a few moments. To get your hands on the Devo, just text that word D-E-V-O to 800-555-7898. Yeah, I think that may be debatable, Briggs, as to whether all of us are awake. I'm just guessing as I peer across the counter here. (laughs) Okay, that settles it. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) You're not very awake on National Pancake Day. What's up with that? I've not had enough pancakes yet. I guess that's true. Poonchki Day? Oh, wow. I, that used to be a big deal when I lived in Chicago. It's a Midwest big deal. It's down here. Especially I, in the Polish area. <laughs> I don't know that there's a lot of uh, big Polish community around Nashville. Not that I've found. I know that there are a couple of bakeries around here, though I have not yet located them, that on Fat Tuesday will do the Poonchkis. Here's the crack me up thing. is I was at my exercise class last night, and we were just saying something about Fat Tuesday. And I said, yeah, do you know where Poonchkis are? And my friend just looked at me. Do they even know what poonchkis are down here? <laughs> Think jelly-filled donut. Yes. Except there's, a, I guess, a little extra special. You know, there's a donut shop right across the parking lot. I wonder if they know what a poonchki is. I'm going to guess maybe some of them have heard of it, but mm-hmm. I don't think they have them there. No. It, it's, uh, yeah. I think you could substitute, though, the jelly donut and call it a poonchki, and you'd be good. You'd have better luck having Ben Affleck dressed like a horrible-dressed rapper. <laughs> In that donut shop than you would finding a poonchki, I bet. Uh-huh. Well, and that not that the one that's across the parking lot? Yeah. Okay. That's what I thought. Yeah, I didn't even think about it, but mainly because I, I had our pizza last Friday on National Pizza Day, and I'm like, okay, I'm good for a minute. <laughs> you are. Life you has put been a, a little lot of credits busy. in the bank with that one. Thank you and then so it was national pizza day and i tried my hand at homemade dough and i was using the sourdough thing because i've been making sourdough bread at home and i thought i can do this again and i can do it better because you know how you do something once and you learn uh-huh. and you can take what you learned and see what happens the next time so for super bowl sunday i tried my hand at it again and you did it better it did i i yeah there was a couple things now i still have plans for additional improvements. Okay. But I thought that one turned out really, really good. Oh, yeah. 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 That, that was good. My um, thing is I like the, I, I call it homemade mozzarella. I don't know what you call it. Fresh mozzarella. Uh-huh. And that has so much moisture in it that you have to compensate for that. And one thing you do is you bake your crust first because the fir- the recipe said just make your crust, roll it out, put it in your pan, and then go ahead and dress it. And put it in the oven. And that just leans it into way too much um, moisture in everything, right? Okay. So your crust still has, like, it needs to be baked, par-baked anyway. And that's what I did. That's one of the improvements I made for Sunday. I'm going to take your word for it. All I know is I ate both of them. And one was a little better than the other, in my opinion. To me, it's just fun to learn something new. Yeah. It's fun to think of something in a different perspective. And oftentimes, people need a different perspective. Yeah. One that only we as Christ followers should be able to give because we have the Spirit of God in us. And yet, I'm not sure this is our default. Uh, Very often, it is not. I mean, you watch, and I'm watching the internet 
respond to what they saw uh, Travis Kelsey do in the Super Bowl with Andy Reid. I mean, we talked about that a little bit yesterday, but at least on my feeds, that has probably been like the number one thing that people are talking about. And one of the things that people keep saying is, well, we don't know the whole story. We don't know the big picture. We don't know all these things. And that may be true. But how quickly do we assume the worst? Oh, I know quickly. for me, that's <laughs> really easy to do, Pretty right? Quickly, yep. you know, and, and maybe the worst was the right thing. Maybe that is actually the way it played out. But man, my default often is to assume, assume the worst. But would God have us do that? Or would he say something a little bit different? And I know uh, that's what we're going to look at this morning from 1 Corinthians. I love this statement right here. Read 1 Corinthians 13 with gratitude. So got some action steps for us today. Yes, 1 Corinthians 13, verse 7. It's a very familiar verse. Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. We don't have to just put that on a t-shirt. We do need to live it because love has no limits. And love never says, you've gone too far, I can't love you now. That's a pretty big and bold statement. But all things means all things. Everything's included. Christ-like love that we so desperately desire. I mean, we want Jesus to look at us and always extend love, always extend forgiveness. And yet, are we doing that for one another? Because Christ-like love, it leaves no doubt in the mind of the other person that you're going to continue to love and you're going to do so steadfastly. Do those close to you, do they know that they can fail and they could even do foolish things yet your love for them is not going to falter and are you assuring others even though they hurt you that you still love them holding nothing against them I told you (laughs) this is a Christ sized response only God can do this because love assumes the best about the other person if someone inadvertently offends you You choose to believe the offense was unintentional. If someone seems and seeks to harm you, you, quote, bear all things, forgiving unconditionally. And if a positive light can be shed on that difficult encounter, you hold on to that. Someone might continually provoke you. And we're reminded once again, endure all things. We don't lose hope because the ones that we love are important to God as well as us, practicing the same unconditional love toward others that Christ gives you. Now, Paul said that he was absolutely nothing if he had the faith to move mountains, the tongues of an angel, and the gift of prophecy even. He could even understand all the mysteries but didn't have God's love. He had nothing. So for you and me, as followers of Christ and the Holy Spirit living in us, It's truly unacceptable to say, I just can't love people that way. Well, I think it's an accurate statement if we're doing it in our own power. But if we who belong to Jesus have his spirit, we can love others that way. God loves people through you and me, and it's the only kind of love that is going to last. 1 Corinthians 13 Let's read it with gratitude today. Gratitude that God has already expressed his complete and selfless love to you, to me, and then praying another action step, 
asking him to express it through you to others. Now, love, unconditional love, it is powerful. And how God uses it is for his glory, to draw others to himself. It all starts, though, with that relationship with him. Are you sure you have surrendered, that you have asked Christ to forgive you of your sin, and you are following him? Your life reflects that his spirit lives in you. Oh, so many tools. This Devo, we can get it to you if you go to our Facebook page. It's already posted there, Don and Steve in the morning. And then you can text the word Devo, D-E-V-O, to 800-555-7898. We'll send you the link in that way. And knowing Jesus, oh, I have to tell you, we even have a tool to give you more information on that. And it's mymoodyradio.org, upper right-hand corner says, how to know Christ. Okay, so I know the Super Bowl was two days ago. I realize that, you know, life moves at the speed of light or social media. But that's why I bring this up because the commercials are still being talked about. I heard it in my own home last night as Ben and another friend of ours was talking about neighbor. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and just, you know, how some of these things stick with you. Others, it's like, oh, yeah, they did have a commercial, right? I kind of remember that. But that seems to be the number one in all of the commercials was the Arnold Schwarzenegger and, of course, um, Jake from State Farm and, and Danny DeVito. Danny DeVito. The twins. Oh, yeah. Their twins are back at it in this big blockbuster movie that Schwarzenegger's been talking about. That was the best moment of that whole commercial when Danny DeVito showed up there Mm -hmm. and helped him deliver the line. I mean, that was brilliant. And (laughs) I'm not surprised that that has been ranked as the number one commercial of the Super Bowl. It's pretty funny. USA Today has what they call an ad ranking meter. Sure. Where people can say what was their favorite, and that came in as uh, the number one spot during the Super Bowl. And I'm not surprised by the number two. No. One either. This is the other one I heard a lot about. Yeah, and that was the Duncan commercial with yeah the Dunkeens (laughs) with uh, Ben Affleck and Matt Damon and Tom Brady and... J-Lo. Yeah, yeah, that one was pretty funny, too. The star power alone in that one oh, is yeah. going to carry it a long way. But it was funny, too, I think. And that's where number four is. And I, again, did not get to see this one and haven't gone back yet. But worth remembering the Uber Eats one. Oh, that Aniston was funny. and Schwimmer. And, you know, you would think that um, that star power, too, carries that one. But And it came in at number four. Number three, though, I, I'm looking at it and I'm going, I don't remember how did it make number three? Because I don't recall this one. I don't remember that one either. I don't know. Maybe there was a run on food at that point <laughs> during the thing because it was. Uh, Time for more chili. Yeah. It was called Perfect Ten. It was a Kia commercial. Yeah. And apparently it ranked pretty high. I'm going to have to go back and uh, see if I can watch that. For real. And I did see uh, Born to Play, the NFL one that came in at top five as number five. I did see that one again last night. And it is kind of fun to see these commercials now that they've been released to the wild. (laughs) Yeah. They will show up. And that's just about the NFL and kind of internationally, how some of the roots of of the players as well as the dreams of kids all across the globe. That, to me, was pretty fascinating, especially with our kind of fodder here in the studio about rugby and American football and things like that. The 
American football is gaining traction across the globe. There were watch parties everywhere. Yeah. People took off work internationally to watch the Super Bowl. And it seems that the ratings, according to Nielsen, they'll be officially released today. The ratings, especially of the overtime, it, the the end of the Super Bowl, have shattered all kinds of records. That is saying something. They're saying that that might be the most watched TV time in history. This I it I got to this surprises me. 123.4 million average viewers of the CBS broadcast at that point. And they would say if that does hold up and they suspect it will, then that is going to be probably the most watched moment in TV. That is saying something because we've had a lot of moments in history with you think of some of the tragedies that we've watched play out on our screens as because I'm going back a few years because I've been on the planet a few years. And then other sporting events, the Olympics, opening games, closing games, all of those. And yet this particular Super Bowl is the one that has shattered records. But I mean, it was quite the moment. Yeah. Now they're saying that there is going to be. Possibly a moment um, where there were more than 200 million viewers. Well, let me rephrase that. More than 200 million viewers or views of the Super Bowl Mm -hmm. across all of the game. Wow. You know, that one moment at the end of the fourth quarter where they're driving and Mahomes scores that touchdown and throws that touchdown pass at the end. Like right around that point in the game might be that most watched moment ever with 123 million uh-huh. viewers. But more than 200 million viewers watched all or parts of the Super Bowl. It's fascinating how they can do that because, for instance, when we were all watching, there were so many sets of eyes on that TV. And how do they take that into account? There's got to be some statistician somewhere that knows how to account. Yeah. Because it's not just 200 million TVs or devices. I mean, you're talking people. Yeah. I don't know how they figure that out, but I think it is kind of fascinating that that moment um, – of Mahomes driving the field with his players and scoring that touchdown might be the most watched moment in all of TV history and more than 200 people. He was just being a good neighbor. Oh, nicely done. Well, I am, uh, (laughs) I have had a love-hate relationship with Valentine's Day for years. I think a lot of people can relate to that. I realize it's kind of probably was set in motion years ago to, to, just give yourself a, a reason to share with somebody that you love a little extra, a little heart. Even back in elementary school, I still remember, I believe it was second grade, every Valentine I got, because everybody in the class got one. Sure. D-O-W-N. <laughs> Down. 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 All right, now, down. we are from the South, but down is still a little bit extra. And, I, you know, second grade, you got to give everybody a break. But consistently. All of them? <laughs> this wow. is what cracked me up. D-O-W-N. And probably the trauma just went from there. It, it's <laughs> interesting to me that the, um, around Valentine's Day, there were a lot of breakups. Yeah. What I, is that? I'm wondering if it's people who are like, okay, we're not going to do it. Over the holidays, like over Christmas and New Year's and all of that because of family get-togethers and all that. So they're not going to make somebody walk through 
the, the, the breakup thing right before they go through the holiday season. But they'll do it through so this like, holiday? We're going to weather the storm of all the societal and family get-togethers, but I'm not going to drop the money on a Valentine's Day present for that person. Oh, I don't want to go through the pretending is. and the faking for the Valentine. I'm going to help them maybe save a little face over the holidays, but you know what? Valentine's Day, no. We're going we're gonna to nip it before we get to that. Now, if that's the, the, the that's uh, motive behind it, yeah, uh, that to me, like the pressure to meet the family or be around the family would be far greater than a Valentine card or chocolate or whatever. Uh, but I I could see that. It is the pressure of that extra commitment, maybe. And yet there are a couple of restaurant chains that have said, you know what? It is a lot of pressure. We're just going to help you take the sting out of it a little bit. And one of them is helping you break up with someone. Right. Pizza Hut. I can't quite fathom. To me, this is that generational gap. They've got goodbye pies that will help end a relationship for you. No. Which I'm like, wow, I I didn't know this was a thing. But across 33 U.S. cities, they're going to send one breakup pie in each city, one breakup pizza. And uh, that way you don't have to be a part of that awkward breakup conversation. You can just basically send a pizza. No. That says goodbye to that person. And it's the uh, hot honey pizza that they're sending because this is kind of a uh, a sweet yet spicy thing to do yeah, no, before Valentine's no, Day. No, no, And it is limited and truly limited to the number of cities that yeah. it's going to be available. Evidently, the Pizza Hut spokesperson has said there are some truly hot spots that are notorious for heartbreaks. And that's why New York, Chicago, and Miami, New York City, Chicago, and Miami are the ones that are going to have these pies available. But even that's limited. It kind of reminds me of the Reese Cup commercial where it goes, hey, we're going to give you a breakup pizza. Yay. Okay. But we're only going to provide 11 per location. No. (laughs) And then they've got, if you don't get in on the free ones, then they have this other thing they'll do for you. And that is they'll craft a note or a breakup text and give the soon to be ex a gift card for a free pizza. But that's limited as well. So they're extending some help, but it's it's quite qualified and quantified as far as the number that are available. All right. So if you receive one of these, at least you can be comforted a little bit with pizza. And you could go to P.F. Chang's because they are trying to comfort some people as well. And, you know, they're not limiting this in quite the same way that Pizza Hut is. Uh, they're going to give six free dumplings to anybody who is recently dumped via text message as a part of the Valentine's Day promotion that they're doing. Quick, send me a text. Dump me as a friend so I can take it and get free dumplings. I'm all about it. Exactly. They're saying (laughs) the uh, breakup text is now the golden ticket to free dumplings at P.F. Chang's. And uh, if you were dumped anywhere from February 7th to February 24th, you can redeem your dumplings by by proving that you were dumped Uh, To redeem the deal, you just text a code to a certain number, include the breakup story or a screenshot, and then wait for further instructions. But it doesn't say whether or not this is like a friendship where that's broken apart or a a, like romantic relationship. It doesn't really qualify this, according to this news article. So I think this one could be quite abused because people love dumplings. I would think so.
Yeah, and uh, you have the opportunity to pick, apparently, between the uh, shrimp or the pork dumplings. Both yes, of those please. sound pretty good <laughs> yes, to me. Please. Yeah, it's a good breakfast food, don't uh, you think? Do you think this is a good idea to send a breakup pizza? Or uh, certainly a breakup by text. We know this has been a thing for a while. I just, no. Mm-mm. Please. Please. It hurts badly enough. But adding insult to injury by just doing this via text. What do you think? 800-555-7898. I mean, a friend said to me yesterday that her daughter recently had a breakup. And I immediately went back to those days when you were dating and that heartache. But yeah. by text? Ugh. This is a huge, huge recall on a lot, a lot of vehicles, whether it's a Kia, a Nissan, a Honda, even Mercedes-Benz. There's a whole lot of companies that are saying, all right, yeah, <laughs> we're going to have to take a massive hit. I know you drive a Kia, yeah? I do. Okay. Yep. yep. And so I've been clicking on links going, <laughs> is my car one of those ones? My wife drives a Kia as well. Yes. And so we're uh, I've been clicking on this. So far, it looks like we're escaping the recall. Okay. But many makes and models are not. And in fact, as you look over the number of uh, different uh, models of different cars, different yes. brands and all that that are being recalled, I mean, we're getting into the millions, plural, of vehicles that are being recalled right now. Um, Kia, uh, depending on the model, engine valve spring issues. They're also having roof issues on certain models. Nissan's having issues with rear view cameras not displaying images. Mercedes-Benz for headlights that could cause an accident. Honda, we've got uh, over three-quarter of a million vehicles recalled for airbag defects. Lots of makes and models affected there. There's just 300,000 GMC and Chevy trucks over tailgate release systems. So lots of issues, lots of reasons that different vehicles are going through recalls right now. We can get this put up on our Facebook page so that you can see and click through the links in case any of those brands ring a bell with you and you're driving those. Because you want to make sure, oftentimes, I remember one vehicle we had in particular, it seemed like we got a couple, three different recalls on that one. Yeah. I think it finally died. We wore that vehicle out. And then when you call and say, okay, I got this little notice in the mail. The weird part to me is you'll call and they'll say, oh, yeah, we haven't started repairs on that yet. We haven't been sent the parts, uh, but we got right. the recall notice. But we're not ready to take on all of that yet. Okay, but the recall, <laughs> because automatically you start thinking about safety. Exactly. I am glad Mercedes is taking on this whole headlight thing. That is something else in some of these newer vehicles. Those lights are blinding, they and are. that's on regular pitch, not on the high beam. Uh, please, <laughs> some of us are already struggling at night. Don't be adding those extra brights. That is very dangerous. Well, you said that you're going to be putting this link on the Facebook page? Yes. Well, here's one of the other good things. If you go there, and if you're wondering if your vehicle has this or not, not only can you go through the list of all these different recalls, mm -hmm. but there's a automotive recall database where you can actually, if you have your vehicle's VIN number, enter that, and it'll let you know if your vehicle is one that might be part of a recall.